Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. Yes, we do. Yeah, we, we we really do. do. <laughs> and here we are again. Here we are again <laughs> for just that reason. Right. Yeah. We keep coming back. <laughs> so before we get started, here is our disclaimer. This is not a therapy session. I am not your therapist, and if anything we talk about ever brings up issues or triggers anything for you, we suggest that you seek counseling, get help. There's many resources in your area, and we would like to share a resource with you now. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, If anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash UP therapist. That's better H E L P.com slash UP therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. So, uh, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we here? Well, trauma. Oh, it's very traumatic to be here. <laughs> it is. Because I'm like, can I go home now? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're actually going to focus on um, the topic of trauma today. Sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think trauma is, B? I think it's growing up with a therapist as your mother. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I actually knew you were going to say that. You are so, you're terrible. Anyway. <laughs> Well, besides that, oh, well, so trauma is a stressful reaction to a traumatic event or, I don't yeah. know, you're the therapist, you tell me. Okay. Gosh. Well, <laughs> well we, we, there's many definitions, of course, but we look at trauma as an emotional response to a terrible event, something like an accident, a rape, natural disasters. Immediately following the event, there's usually shock or denial, and longer-term reactions include unpredictable emotions, things like flashbacks, can cause strained relationships, even physical symptoms, which we'll get into a little bit later. That's a big correlation. But also, trauma can be caused as a result of overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one's ability to cope with or accept the emotions involved with that experience. Okay. Okay. So we have, you know, examples of that can be, you know, 
long-term abuse, war. But um, like we can experience trauma even if we hear about it or watch it. So one of the things that recently is going on is the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And that is highly publicized. And there's a lot of people that, that has emotionally impacted. Right. Even though we're not in the middle of that war. But seeing it and listening to it all the time on the news can cause traumatic, what they call traumatic stress. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So one of the things, um, like events mm-hmm. that can cause trauma is, you don't probably don't remember, you're pretty young. Do you remember 9-11? Oh, yeah. No, I remember 9-11. Okay. So, you know, 9-11 was an event that I think was traumatic for the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it it turned our world upside down. Yes. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that had problems following 9-11, even though they weren't right in the middle or the heart of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you remember our friend from Texas? Yeah. Okay. So following 9-11... She refused to ever get on an airplane. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she would never fly out here again. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she, her career was teaching and rodeoing and... Doing clinics. Doing clinics. And yeah, she would she yeah. would if get you, back on an airplane. Yep, nope. That's right. Yep. If she couldn't drive, she wouldn't go, which totally impacted her lifestyle. Yeah. But she just, the trauma of 9-11, personally, she just refused to get on an airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, that's a, actually a good example. So they talk about different types of trauma. We have acute trauma, and that's the result from a single stressful or dangerous event. There's chronic trauma, which results from repeated and prolonged exposure to highly stressful events. That can include things like child abuse, bullying, domestic violence, and complex trauma, is the result from exposure to multiple traumatic events. Okay. Yeah. And then there's something too, we'll kind of touch on all of these, but there's um, something that there's secondary trauma. Okay. Okay. And that's the form of trauma a person develops from close contact with someone who has experienced a traumatic event. Okay, so like a first responder yeah. situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. first responder, police, even um, some mental health professionals that are dealing with trauma all the time, it can have an impact on them Okay, as, as a secondary kind yeah. of thing. Family members even. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah, or children too. Yeah, definitely children. A parent or yeah. a sibling, yeah. Yeah. So talking about trauma, okay. That's a big can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a thing called traumatic stress, okay? And that is kind of like the normal reaction to the abnormal event. Okay. Okay. Generally with traumatic stress, symptoms get better with time, but people with more intense symptoms may need help. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's it's really common in the days following a trauma to have a flurry of oh unpredictable emotions, physical symptoms. It's just sort of our initial reaction to a trauma. Okay, okay. And what kind of symptoms are 
like expected right after a trauma yeah in the first well they usually say first three days mm-hmm. okay so we get symptoms like um can be really sad okay. you know kind of depressed um another one i see a lot is nervousness oh jumpy yeah. just like kind of like high alert mm-hmm. something's gonna happen yeah. okay um sleeping problems sleeping problems yeah I yeah. would uh, guess probably just ornery, irritability, mm-hmm. anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, um, oh, probably flashbacks of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would, nightmares yeah, uh-huh. and flashbacks. Yeah. yeah Re experiencing the memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably putting strain on their relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Probably isolation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one I think is huge, especially if. With certain traumas. Right. If they happen in public or out mm-hmm. or, you know, I think yeah. re- being a recluse would probably be a very normal mm-hmm. defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I even think, um, and we can do this when we talk about more about long-term traumas, but, you know, people who experience uh, long-term abuse, I think they do want to isolate because they feel safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they're they they're protecting themselves right. by being alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely one as avoiding the place where it occurred or anything associated with where the trauma occurred. Okay. Such yeah. as airplanes. Uh-huh. So, you know, with our yeah. friend that we were mm-hmm. saying. Okay. Yep. Or um, rodeo grounds where a trauma happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never going back there like me. Yeah. 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 Or never uh, going back on a mountain. Right. Where yeah. some trauma happened either. Yeah. So with with this initial kind of, it's just normal. And generally, over time, it goes away. So what we look at with trauma is if we've experienced a trauma, we're going to have a reaction to it because mm-hmm. we're human. And we're going to have a reaction for a few days and up to a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty common. Okay. Okay. And generally, honestly, it gets better by itself. With time. Majority of the time. Okay. Okay. And so what we look at is if it doesn't, if the symptoms persist and they do not decrease at all, um, it can indicate that the trauma has kind of developed into what we call PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, which I think we've heard yeah of that term quite a bit it's it's become very well known i mm-hmm. think yeah as of recently but it's interesting because when i was doing the research there's only like um six percent of people that experience trauma go on to actually have a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress oh. disorder oh. so it's not as common okay? okay i think what we see is the traumatic stress disorder stuff you know okay yeah so oh there's so much if with the coping of all this. So looking at if we've had a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. which I don't know many people who haven't. Yeah, in some uh-huh. realm of the right. term. Yes. Mm-hmm. That something horrific hasn't happened at some level. So we're looking at different ways to cope with trauma. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... One of the things that I think is really important is a support yeah. system. You know, leaning on 
friends, loved ones. Mm-hmm. If you have a safe support system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about it with your family, you know, just discussing the event. I think talking about not keeping it inside. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And again, make sure, like you said, it's a, it's a safe right person to confide into because you don't want somebody just to minimize it Mm-mm. either. Or and, tell you to just get over it. Right. Like that, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. that didn't even happen to you. Yeah. Stop. Why, you know, or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, or it wasn't that bad. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you're exaggerating. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. If you have anyone that you think is going to approach it that way, maybe don't confide in them. No, I would stay away from yeah. that yeah. person. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So also, um, we try to avoid it. Mm-hmm. We try not to think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay which we really need to address it. Mm-hmm. So coping is like, you just, you got to face it. Okay. <laughs> you just, yeah. you know, I always tell my clients, we either, we, we either stuff it or get it out, mm-hmm. you know, and when we're dealing with the trauma, we need to get it out and not stuff it. Because if we stuff it, it's just going to prolong these problems and the effect it has on us okay. it's not going to go away so we really do need to kind of deal with it Makes sense. and a lot of people want to hide from it right yeah it's like scary to deal with it yeah yeah but any ideas else would help how to deal with this well i mean like with anything when you're when you're healing from anything i think taking care of yourself Oh yeah, definitely. You know, yep. and making sure you're eating, getting up, getting ready for the day, you not know. sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and just be human. Just feel human. I always say that, you know, if uh-huh. I been, if I need to take a shower or something, I'm gonna come out, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel human again. And I think that it's important with self care. Mm hmm. Self care. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Just kind of getting into a routine mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And then also, I mean, you, with this, like any process too, you gotta be patient. Let it, it's not going to go away overnight. Yeah. Let it run its course, do what you can to help it and Mm -hmm. just realize eventually it's going to go away or or usually get better with time. Right. And if not seek help and we'll talk about different ideas for help in in a while, but definitely, you know, give it time to see, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah how it's going to impact. So here's something that we really probably need to talk about is trauma with kids. Yeah. You know, that's a huge one, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And it can be like from, you know, events that happen such as, um, that school shooting that happened in Texas Oh, just this last in May. May. Oh, right. That was so you devastating. Know, yes. And so many kids were impacted by that because it was at a school with small children, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, and there was, I mean, there's never a reason, No, but that was, that, that had was, no reason. Right. No, it wasn't even yeah. somebody that went to that school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Yeah. It's just, it yeah. was so yeah, sad and off the wall mm-hmm. and just. Yeah, it was horrible. I think our entire country was like, what the hell? Yeah, well, <laughs> it was, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that impact that that had on kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're good about getting school counselors out there and stuff. But, man, you know, trauma had, like that's got to be also dealt with at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even 
us in Utah and my my kids, mm-hmm. I don't have news at my house. I don't have right. regular TV at my house. We mm-hmm. just have you know the Netflix or Hulu right. or whatever. Um, and at my ex's house, they don't have very much TV either. But my nine year old had heard about the school shooting. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and wanted to process or ask questions mm-hmm. about it. And I was I remember being amazed, like how dude, how did you, how do you even hear about this? Right, like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in your in your sheltered little world, just by default here, like right, and they they do hear, they mm-hmm. have ears, they do, yeah, they hear everything. And the thing is, is if it's not talked about at home, it's left up to their imaginations. Yes, and then they always make it worse. Yeah, yeah. So, what are some ideas? You're the mom. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I was. Well, I'm still a mom. But yeah, you've you got were, the little kids. You were a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so. Looking at helping kids with trauma, and it's not just these big events. It can be things like bullying. Oh, yeah. That's really traumatic for kids at school, and that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the most important things to remember as a parent or even as an aunt or uncle, anyone who has an influence in little kids' lives, really, mm-hmm. because, I mean, we have some great friends that had just recently moved here, and within a couple of weeks, my, my kids, they're family now. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. so even for them on that relationship level, they might have mm-hmm. times where my kids are coming to them. Right. And it's important to remember that they are looking to the adult presence to make them feel safe when they are insecure about right. something. Correct. Yeah. And it's important to make sure that you are there, no matter how silly it might seem or... You know, like, mm-hmm. you're like, why are we even talking about this? Like, what do, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Where did this come from? It's important to spend a few moments and be a listening ear and give them right. some reassurance. Mm-hmm. Because if not, like you said, they're going to leave it up to their right. imaginations to fill in the blanks. And these are the same kids that thinks they're, there's something living under their bed. So right. if they're insecure about a life oh, event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, processing it through with kids, letting them share their fears, mm-hmm. you know, and then helping them deal with the fears mm-hmm. and not just that, oh, it'll go away or, you know, it's not going to happen at our school. Well, that doesn't help because they're going to go to school worried it might happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what about, you know, just the, the bullying, you know, you mentioned feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bullying's hard. It is because Sometimes kids don't tell you mm-hmm. that they're being bullied. And then how the parent or the teacher, if it's happening at school, it can happen at home. It can happen in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, I just had a client share with me an experience of finding out her daughter was kind of being bullied by a couple of kids in the neighborhood. And it was very subtle, but she started paying attention. Mm-hmm. And what was going on is if if she was allowed to play with these little two kids, allowed within their little group network, mm-hmm. okay, then she had to do everything they said. Oh, okay. Okay. And they, you know, th- she'd go over and ask the plane if they didn't want to know we can't play or if we play, we were playing this or we're playing here and we're playing there. And she was just being totally controlled. Mm-hmm. But it was having an impact on her. Yeah. And the mom started kind of paying attention to what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, this has to be changed. Yeah. You know, but that was a form of bullying. Yeah. You know, it didn't have, 
be at school. Right. Yeah. It was right in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see it with um, siblings. Yeah. Yeah. It's important for it to be addressed in some way. And that doesn't mean you have to go into the school on a blind rage and, you yeah. know, cause issues, but... Mm-hmm. You know, talk to the kids about it. Is there a way that they can avoid that kid at school? Mm-hmm. You know, is there a way that they can avoid those kids there? Okay, no, or yes. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's let's now approach your teacher. Right. And then that other child's teacher, if they're in different classes, or... Do something. Yeah, yeah. and just kind of start at least showing your child that you're trying to help them. And validate them. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. The not validating sometimes is the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah, with kids. Yep. Um, my little, my, my nine-year-old, he, he fixates on, on things that don't exist. And one of the things I think he'd be very prone to having trauma hit Mm -hmm. him hard. Um, but a few months ago we were just driving home. No one was talking, no one was saying anything. And he wanted, he started crying and wanted to know what would happen if I died. Oh, I can't worry about that. That's yeah, and it, I, th- I remember worrying about that. Uh huh. Yeah, and you know, it it would have been so easy to be like, "Dude, I'm not dying. Like, you're fine. Like, just stop worrying about it." Yeah, right. You know, but I made sure to process that through mm-hmm. with him. Of like, okay, well, why are you worried about that? And it just it was off the off. There was nothing right. that he was worried about me. It was just offhanded, and it was like, well, bud, you know. Lucky for you, you have so many parents and mm-hmm. you have, they call you grandma and grandpa yeehaw because right. you guys uh-huh. have the horses right. and, you know, and you have grandma and grandpa yeehaw and you have a great dad and you have a great stepmom, you know, and he mm-hmm. just needed to hear that he was going to be was gonna okay. Be taken care of. Yeah. yeah. He would be okay. And yeah. it was just one of those, it, you just, and it was a five minute conversation. That's yeah. all it took. And then so. it's off. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right that... So, brought something up with him as another example because <laughs> um you know when you talk about it gets worse with kids because they their imagination goes crazy mm-hmm. so one of the things that adults have to be careful about is adult conversation about trauma and little ears listening yeah so these events that go on or something horrific that's happened to somebody or a tragic accident or a death or somebody's suicide or something, we've got little ears listening, mm-hmm. you know, and then they pick up on bits and pieces of information and they, they internalize it and it becomes bigger than life, like you're saying, but it's one of those things that it just is scary. And, you know, so really filtering what parents or adults say when kids are around mm-hmm. is huge, yeah. you know? Because I remember what the example I was going to use. I was driving back and I had him in the car. Mm-hmm. And this was right after COVID hit. And mm-hmm. it was scary. And everybody was isolating and the schools were shut down. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of this. And he went on to tell me that you could get COVID because it was on the bricks of a house. <laughs> okay. And I said, no, it's not. And he goes, yeah. And he told me who had said that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was an adult. And I know damn well they haven't said that. <laughs> but that's how he interpreted it. You yeah. Know? And so we spent this whole conversation about, no, we're not going to get it from the bricks on a house, you know, but that's where they go with their imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. It is really funny. <laughs> and sad, though, because, yeah. I know. If they internalize that, who knows what they're going to 
you know, now it's kids. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but, all right, back back to trauma. Yeah, We're off on a tangent about little ones. <laughs> but I think fit making a safe environment for them. Home has to be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home has to be safe, and then watch for signs if they're not vocalizing it. Watch for signs of stress and anxiety. You know, and that can be different changes in their sleep schedules. Um, trouble with that or you know, n- newfound issues with concentrating in school or different kind of responsibilities or things, tasks that uh-huh. they're supposed to be on um, or changes in appetite, whether that's how much or how little they're eating, um, changes in mood. Yep. And like the traumatic stress we were talking about before, it should start to dissipate mm-hmm. in four to six weeks if it's being handled correctly. Too. Right. Um, but one of the really good things that you can do if your kids are not necessarily vocalizing and not really open to talking is even just at home, just have them, you know, draw you a picture. What mm-hmm. are your feelings? What, you know, let them, let them art, color, painting, or have them tell you a story, whatever, put on a play, whatever your child's into. Right. And then yeah. maybe you can start getting them to open up as to what's bothering them. Right. That With way. A different. Yep. If they're not like my mm-hmm. nine-year-old that just shouts out every right. feeling he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you used to do art as a way to get your feelings out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have you draw when you were upset. Oh, did yeah. you? Uh-huh. Oh, so you yeah. started my my problem with, with art. drawing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Blame your father. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's the artistic one. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and then also with the kids, um, too, the same as prioritizing self-care, you know, right. Making sure they are on schedules Mm -hmm. for showers, meals, you know, and that kind of gets a small sense of security and normalcy within a home too. Mm -hmm. And make sure that they are not, they don't have access to the news really. Especially now our news is so disgusting. Limiting our news. Yeah. Yeah. Limiting the amount of time Mm -hmm. that we are. Especially because their little brains, they're not, they're going to fill in blanks. Like we said Mm -hmm. on their own. And can you imagine them listening to a news broadcast of this day and age and filling in the blanks on their own? Nope. It would be, that would be traumatic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let alone listening to it. Yep. And then yeah. Um, one more thing is just, you know, take breaks from the trauma. If it's a, mm-hmm. a death or a grieving or, you know, anything. Go do an activity. Go get out. Yeah. yeah. Go do something fun. It's okay to have fun when something sad's happening. Right. It, it, it is okay. Yeah. It's a good distraction. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. So, well, what kind of uh, treatments? For trauma, say it doesn't go away. Say we've got this, you know, our acute stress disorder, which is our first month or so, mm-hmm. which we kind of have to sometimes just work through and do the best we can and just the stuff that we've talked about of coping with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, then we have to, we get to a point where it's like, okay, it's not getting better. And it's actually, impacting and getting in the way and some people never deal with it and it goes on to cause long-term problems and we see a lot of addictions Mm -hmm. that can be related or mapped back to trauma okay yeah Yeah, makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah so when we get to that point you know we've got things that are kind of like 
your red flags that you need help. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I look at it as, you know, the, the person's experiencing an, an array of emotional and psychological responses. Okay. Okay. So we've got, there's so many, but there's like the denial, the anger, fear, sadness, shame, confusion. We see a lot of anxiety and depression. Uh, I, yeah. Yep. That's kind of a highlight for me. Even numbness. Okay. okay. Just no feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can have that hopelessness, of course, and, and even guilt, mm-hmm. you know, especially if we were involved in it and we weren't harmed, but uh-huh. someone else was. Yeah. The guilt. I've had a lot of incidents of that in therapy, you mm-hmm. know, where there was a car accident, someone was killed, but they weren't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of the guilt of the survivor guilt. Yeah. Yep. You know, and the concentrating, just things that we, what we look at, but there's also, um, a lot of physical responses, mm-hmm. you know, it goes kind of into our body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, that, that can be just huge. Yeah. All the psychosomatic and psychophysiological. It's a big word. Look at me say big words, B. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm impressed. So when we're looking at treatment, what are you, what are you thinking of treatment for trauma? Well, <laughs> therapy, but, <laughs> but no, talk therapy. Okay. Find somebody that you can talk it out with. Okay. Um, and then also seeing if there is a medication that can help with anxiety right. to relieve it in order to start breaking down those mm-hmm. walls To get or the level of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. minimized enough to the point where you can start working on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are, there are specific therapies for trauma. I can't remember exactly what they are. You probably know, but I know... Back to our good old uh, cognitive behavioral. Yeah. Yeah. Another big word. Yeah. CBT. Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically, you know, that is such a good therapy modality because that really focuses to work on the unhealthy thinking mm-hmm. and behavioral patterns and try to get that turned around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's one um, that's really kind of popular now is the EMDR. Oh yes, I always forget what one that is, um, mm-hmm. like or the the initials for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that is one that is is really popular, and then we've got, um, you know, they've got different kind of somatic um, therapies. Okay, and they're kind of ones that the Reiki. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. that kind of more stuff. of a holistic. Uh-huh. Yeah. And kind of working on the body mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are real popular as well, too, to work on that. Yeah. Especially if the trauma um, that you were exposed to or lived through or whatever, especially if it put a physical toll on your body, mm-hmm. you know, an injury yeah. or something, that really helps right. because you'll hold a lot of feelings and issues and and mm-hmm. bottled up stuff in an injury too. Right. Oh yeah. So there's um there's a really good book about trauma and I have not read it, 
but I keep hearing people refer to it a lot, and it's called um, The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, I like yeah. that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the author, and I know I'm going to blow this, but it's Bensel Van Der Kolk, MD. I'm not going to repeat that. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. <laughs> but anyway, not only is this book very popular and it's supposed to be really good, but he also has a course that you can uh, enroll in online that helps you to deal with trauma. Oh, that's mm-hmm. neat. That's yeah. good. So that's actually a real good good resource for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with the EMDR, what what does that stand for? Yeah, the EMDR, it stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Okay. Yeah, that, yep, that's a big one. (laughs) I think that's so cool, though. Yeah. So actually, what we have kind of lined up for another um, podcast is we're going to have a guest come on who is also an LCSW and therapist that I've worked with for years that she specializes in doing EMDR. Okay. And we're going to have her on hopefully next episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's going to share with us what that technique is about and mm-hmm. some background on it and um, share some stories. Oh, cool. That she yeah. has with clients that have had. trauma and she's dealt with okay yeah because she believes that it is one of the most effective ways of treating trauma okay Uh uh-huh yeah that'll be so cool yeah i i know her Uh uh-huh but i've never really gotten deep into conversation about what she does right so yeah that's pretty sweet yeah i'm excited for that so anyway that's our that's our plan okay is to have her on on our next episode if everything just falls into place and if not, we'll just go with the flow and come up with something else. <laughs> As of now, that's our plan. Okay. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we have to just kind of summarizing this thing on trauma that we have to realize is that it's going to be hard, I think, in a lifetime to avoid a traumatic experience or an event mm-hmm. or even like we said, even viewing them from far away. Mm-hmm. But what we have to realize is we can deal with it. We yeah. don't have to continue having it have a negative impact on us and interfere in our lifestyle. But we have to be honest about what what's going on with us and not just try to shut down and deal with it on our own. Mm-hmm. Because then we're just stuffing it and then it goes into our bodies yeah. and we have all these physical problems. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things to really touch on and, and hopefully I think next week Dana will share with that too is what happens to our body when we don't, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what that book, The Body Keeps the Score, really focuses on. It'd probably be a good one to read. Yeah. You should read it and tell me about it. Uh, how about you read it and tell me about <laughs> it? <laughs> How come I have to do all the work? <laughs> because I'm very busy with my world. I see. <laughs> Fine, I'll read the damn book. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that kind of summarizes. Anything else you can think of? No, I'm I'm excited though to have a few more, at least one, if not a couple more episodes on this though, because it's huge. It's it, everywhere. Yeah. It is, and I think uh-huh. it's very interesting too. Yep. 
So, but okay. no, I think, I think that kind of covers it for, uh, for this time. Okay. So, um, we just, uh, want to thank you all for listening and follow, share, rate, review us. Send it, us emails. Send us emails. Yeah, we love the good stories. We do. We do. We, we're, <laughs> we're starting to get a few more in again. I know. I it, was, just, it went, it yeah. went quiet for a second. Yeah. It was like summer hit and people stopped emailing. Yeah. 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 But, you know. Get after it. We like the good stories. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure some of you have had family reunions that you have juicy stories from. <laughs> that caused trauma? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we, uh, we appreciate y'all, and I uh, guess we'll just catch you next time. <laughs>